This podcast of Clancy, Shane and Kimber comes with a free measuring quote on blinds, curtains and shutters. Just call ABC Blinds on 13 13 15 to get yours during ABC Blinds Million Dollar Stock Clearance. G'day, it's Clancy here. These are the best bits of today's Clancy, Shane and Kimber on Mix 94.5. Can you believe this? Channel 9 in Perth. And I love it that on this sheet I've got in front of me, all you have to say is Tomo and everyone knows who you're talking about. Yeah, Michael man. Thompson, how are you, mate? I'm good, Clancy. Great, uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Special day for Channel 9. 50 years. Can you believe it? Unreal. It is fantastic, and there's a lot of uh, stuff getting around on social media. I saw uh, photos of Peter Harris, who's still with us, um, with the Channel yeah, 9 uh, children's show. Hello, Channel 9ers, he used to say. Yeah, and it's got a photo of everyone's in white skivvies, and they've got the, the big <laughs> nine thing, and and uh, Jerry G and uh, the guys. <laughs> oh, really? Like, yeah, Jerry it's G. like uh, classic old stuff. But uh, how long have you been with the company? Well, I started in 1987. So uh, when I uh, when I started uh, in March, we were just about to go through a, what was a, a great time for the station. Um, Peter Waltham was about to join, and he was going to read with Ann Conti, and that was the start of a, a really good period, certainly from a news and from a television and ratings point of view for the station. Because mm. uh, by 1989, we were absolutely flying. I remember the Ashes series, which went through prime time. Then now you don't do that. That would yeah. go. That's going to be on Gem this year. The Ashes series. But uh, it was a great time. John Rudd was our news director, and we're doing a lot of uh, local TV. Very exciting time. I, I'd worked in newspapers, so to get there, um, it was it was a real buzz. So back then, the station must have only been around twenty three years old, twenty four years and old, was, so relatively young. Wasn't a packer a thing then? Because it was always locally owned, Channel Nine at that time. It's a good question. Everyone, no matter the whole time, everyone thought. Packer owned Channel 9. When I got there, it was owned by, um, it was locally owned by a group of businessmen, and then it got bought by Alan Bond. So that's why the America's Cup was huge. The America's Cup was huge. 83 was big, um, was big, and then when we defended it, Bondi uh, was in the process of buying the network in 87, so at Fremantle, that was a a massive thing. Uh, Yeah, Bondi bought it, and he he spent up big. It was a billion dollars, wasn't it? And you sold it for uh, a lot less. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was something. Eight hundred thousand, eight hundred million, I think, and yep. then sold it back for something like three hundred million. And then wow. Kerry Packer. There's only one. There's only one. Comes well, along. Let's have, a, have a listen to Peter Waltham's big introduction to the channel night because he came across from Channel. <laughs> I remember them making this. The, the poaching. Everyone called him Wally. Because Peter Waltham was a big star at Channel 7 or even in the years back then. Huge. So, it was like taking like Rick. Turn yeah. up at a job and someone sings you a song as a production. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was dancing. It was fantastic. <laughs> tell you what, off air we just said that right now Channel 9 are doing news like four times a day, right? And yep. how things have changed. We've got a copy here of the TV yeah. Times from 1965. Channel 9 um, at 6pm were playing The Cowboy and the Tiger a sparkling spectacular bursting with fantasy and whimsy, telling the fascinating story of a little cowboy who goes in search of a horse but meets a tiger. That was actually the <laughs> first broadcast. So I don't think they had yeah. a, a news team. Well, there was Alan Graham. I think they had the news a little bit later. Alan Graham was the guy who was the first uh, news presenter on Nine. Sir David Brand, for those that remember, was our Premier. Yep. And he, the actual introduction lasted, I think, five minutes. So the Premier came on. This is the first night of TV 50 years ago today. Wow. He came on at five to six and he said, hello and welcome, Channel 9. Good to have you in the fold because there was 
Channel 7 back then and there was Channel 2. So we came into the fold as the, uh, the, as, as the third station. My mem- early memories of Channel 9 were they had um, Gilligan's Island and Get Smart, which yeah. I thought were... They're still getting around. I grew up on those. I love that. <laughs> and then as it evolved, you know, and there was uh, Bruce Walker was a legend back then. Yeah. And Wally Foreman yep. came into the fold. Remember, Wally was at 9 yeah. for quite a while. Yep. But the sport was a big thing on 9, you know, the wide world of sport. And the Wimbledon telecast... I don't know if you guys remember, but Wimbledon is the first big international satellite. It was a big deal. It's going to come live satellite. So um, through the 70s, that was big. Perth would stop. Wimbledon was played in prime time, and it, it, was. it was a huge success. Um, how times have changed. There were a lot of Aussies playing it because John yeah, Newcomb was big then yeah. and Yvonne Corley. And, and, and then you had Corley. those amazing names like McEnroe and Bjorn Borg and those Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. And, and yeah. that, was, that was everyone would stop. You know, what are you doing on Saturday night for the men's final or for the women's yeah. final? So they were those, those early days. And, and then it's interesting how things have evolved. Back then, do you remember there would be a news flash? And I can remember as a kid yep. seeing the news flash when Robert Kennedy had been shot. And it was quite a spooky thing for a young kid. I think I was seven at the time. Yeah. As it evolved and through when I started at nine, the Gulf War uh, happened and then Bali and 9-11, we got this rolling coverage. So instead of being a news flash or a half hour or an update, you would go for an hour, two hours, and you just keep going. And there'd be no commercial break. So I think with the Gulf War, we went for 36 hours yeah. without having a commercial break. Um, and then when we had the, the landslide, remember in the, in the snowy fields in Thread, Threadbow? Yeah, Stuart Diver. We, yeah, Stuart Diver mm. just went for 12. So that became a new thing where there was mm. rolling coverage of news and um, you just throw out the programming and just go with the and story. it was just keep going I Stuart Diver I was over there at the time I was in Canberra um, and it was Huge. close and we watched just nothing for 12 hours yep. exactly <laughs> much. exactly yeah. nothing happened Hello. And, 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 every, and the other the other thing is now everyone's got a shot it doesn't matter what happens yep you can almost when I when I first started, you got to get out there and you got to get shots of this person, this guy. Because I started as a crime reporter there, mm. so you, in newspapers you could talk over the phone, get some quotes, great stuff. We'll send a, a snapper out to get a pic. Television, you got to get it all happening now. Just about everyone's got a phone or there's yep. security vision, so pretty and the much the footage is pretty good. Doesn't matter what you talk about. Yeah. In the end, there'll be some pictures like the Concorde. Remember when the Concorde yep. crashed? Yep. Mm. Who could believe that someone would happen to have a mobile phone and just swing it across? And there's this fireball going across the sky. Mm-hmm. The con- so times have changed so much, but a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, huge. Some of the characters that you meet along the way and uh, live television. Nine, nine Perth's always tried to be local. Yep. So Just Our Water's been great and uh, they'll postcards. Do a, they'll do a montage tonight, won't they, with all they'll the They'll be heaps. Bring back all the, the old, yeah, it'll bring back yeah. all those old blasts from the past because people will say, oh, that's what I remember that. Like when you said Peter Harry's, I, Peter, Man, I hello, Channel like Niners. Yeah. <laughs> Even Gary Carwell started there doing a teenage show, but there's so many great names. You throw Tina Altieri in the mix, he's a lot younger. Lloyd Lawson, yeah, Look, Wally just... and Greg Pierce. Mm. Uh, Peter Barlow was back in the early days. Oh, yeah. uh, there was, uh, and when you think our weather presenters, Peter Perrin, we're talking about Peter yep. uh, in the early days. Toddy um, Johnson. Yeah, Dixie recently. Marshall. Honestly, yeah, I'm just Todd. hoping that we get to see the community service announcements with the dingalings <laughs> and the vitamins. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, that's, that's actually getting about. around on social media at yeah, the moment, the dingling a, thing. That'll never go away. We all know, that we still know all the words. <laughs> hey, Tom, we're not making it about you, mate, because I know you want to talk about the station, but when you left the station and came yeah. back, you must have felt the love in this town for you to come back tonight. I th- it, look, it was, it, was, it was great. And I, I, it, it, sometimes going away, you realise how, how good it is. And yep. uh, I, was, I was so lucky, A, to be asked to come back. And uh, 
Yeah, it's been it's brilliant. One one of the things you forget the humour of doing live things, and you guys get to do it. You know, mm. the, the near misses or the things <laughs> that people don't see. Yep. The drama that's involved in getting something to wear, and the emotions that's of great. people who scream and yell and bomb, 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 and then instant calm when you're on air. I should see the punch up <laughs> the humor, on there. Yeah, I mean, you guys must say if you go, yeah, the the humour is great, and so uh, I'm like, every, every day is different. Isn't yeah. it? Every yeah. day, you know, I don't who's know. coming? It's in or what every day, and here these two are wrestling just before we turn <laughs> the lights on, and that's just for fun now. That's Tell us, mate, uh, they asked you back. Can we ask you back in about five minutes to talk about Daniel Kerr? Absolutely. Do a bit of sport? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we can't disappear without this one. Uh, Tomo's with us, and we're talking about nine turning 50. Oh, yeah. Still one. That's a bit timeless, that one, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah, that was a great sort of a golden time for the uh, for the network as well. Um, sport drove a lot. Kerry Packer was huge on sports. So when it yeah. came, we were a franchise. So Sunraysia, Clairsy, to your question before, mm. Eva Presser bought us yes. after Alan Bond sold it. And he sold it because of the, uh, he owned a radio station. Or there was something, he had a he radio station. He had a radio station. network, actually, yeah. Because yeah. 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 I was part of it, yeah. So he couldn't own the station. So the, the, the ownership laws were different back then. And then Eva Presser bought us and she owned us for, it must have been at least 15, 16 years and then win. And then now the Nine Network has brought us back into the fold. So, yeah. um, which is fantastic. And they're keen to do local TV, which is what we're, we're always keen to do. Because Perth deserves it. We're a capital city of two mil. Uh, we, don't, we don't want to be centralised. You want to be localised. So yeah, that's yeah. what we're all trying to do. We couldn't let Tomo go as we uh, celebrate 50 years of Channel 9 with a show at 8.30 tonight without talking about a bit of current sport. And yeah. Daniel Kerr is in the news. And at times, I get the feeling the former Eagle champ is uh, too honest for his own good. Yeah, he was very frank and up front last night uh, on Channel 9 talking about um, some of his issues. Um, he spoke about drinking alcohol. He spoke about uh, drugs and spoke about a lot of different things. I thought it was a pretty confronting interview. He was very open um, and pretty much laid it all out. Um, his life, he's in a, in a very difficult position at the moment, which he admitted at times he doesn't have control of. Mm. And that's a very worrying situation to be in. And you sort of look back... Um, Look, these are sobering times for all of us because you know we know Ben Cousins is going through a, a difficult stage. Uh, these guys were our, our heroes, and yep. uh, and and we would watch. And uh, um, Shane was talking during the break about watching that famous game in two thousand and three when the, the West Coast took on the mighty Brisbane team and dismantled them. Judd mm. and Kerr were amazing. And though, Curry was Cousins. unreal. It was on last night at, on Foxtel. I hate to mention another no, channel. Go for it. Uh, Tuesday night footy. But uh, it just put, took me back then. I watched yeah. uh, Nine last night and yeah. I, I watched a... I wouldn't say he's a broken man, but he certainly, uh, like you said, it was very confronting to see that has happened in the, in the space of a decade. Yeah. Well, look, Dan did some work for us last year. So... Um, uh, he is a charismatic guy. When you meet Daniel yeah. Kerr, he walks in, and it's like the Curry that you always re remember. And uh, but he's got a, some huge challenges that he needs to look at, which he which he openly admits. So uh, difficult times. Um, I think and you know what bodes well for him too is that he was accountable for it. Mm. He just sat there and said, "You know what? I don't blame anyone else. This is nobody else's issue. I did this." And I think that that's what the public want to see too, because if yep. you know, there's nothing worse than someone just shirking away from their responsibilities. Yep. And going, oh, you know, woe is me. He actually just went, okay, you know what? I did all of this. The other thing is you yeah. hear about gateway drugs. He did say 
that he started off as a really heavy drinker. Yep. And I don't know whether that is a platform to to uh, to take more drugs or to, to get higher or whatever well, it is. He but he, he's drunk, he, he said he used to celebrate. Yeah. And those guys are so fit they can handle drinking so much. Yeah, they're high functioning. Yeah, it's a bit you like yourself, Tomo. It's 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 <laughs> it, it is. It's a lesson for us, and you want to, You want your kids to who are growing up to look and think, okay, these guys are great athletes, but also we're all vulnerable. We're all we are all possible mm. to fall into the traps, and that's where parenting is tough. Um, you know, you can't Tell guarantee the behaviour of your kids every second of the way, but you just hope they get through that ride and they and they get through. I, look, I. Uh, I thought it was quite confronting listening to it. I thought, oh, Dan, you're being pretty open. He's, yeah. And he, he didn't leave anything away. He didn't didn't deny anything that you thought he might or push that wall away. So I don't want to talk about that. So he did. And you're right, Kim, but what he said, um, I don't blame the Eagles couldn't have done enough and my family couldn't have done more mm. in bringing me up. So it's my fault. So uh, it's, you know, the ball is, is in his court. You see him working hard to make a difference now and, and get back. And I met him at a glory game once. He couldn't have been more of a gentleman. But, oh, uh, he's, yeah, he's very charismatic guy, well. Mate, before you go, we're celebrating yeah. 50 years of nine tonight, but uh, gutsy for a guy, a lot, of vain, a lot of vain people in the media, for you to go on with your um, cancer issues with your nose, to go on the TV and do that. Right. We watched that very closely, that story, and went, there's not a lot of people in the media who would do that and go and expose the whole thing. Uh, well, it... We talked about. I I didn't want to do a, a story myself, but yep. it's just to, the most of the damage is done in those first twenty five years. Yep. And um, look, I've got a, a scar which I'm hoping is going to heal reasonably well, which I think it would. Um, and there are things that I've got to make sure I get screened very regularly from now on. Sure. But it's just one of those things that if and there's been people at work that have gone and got screenings, and people have had things that are worrying. Get out, go get it checked. It's simple as that. If you the, the there's a guy at work who'd had a melanoma removed and hadn't been to the doctors for eighteen months. He'd let it go. <sighs> And he said, oh, I'm going to go after seeing the story. And I said, I can't believe that you mm. do that. And he said, well, I'm 29. I'm sort of, I don't want to go now because I'm wondering I've left it too long. I said, but that's a crazy way to yeah. look at it. Yeah, yeah. Get in there. No news is good news. Yeah. So what he got in, he skips me and says, what are you doing? You haven't been here. Anyway, he's fine. Right. You know, they good. did all the checks. He doesn't have any more. So now he's got six months checks. So uh, I don't want to sound like a preacher, but yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm still going to go out. But I'll wear a hat. And I'll always wear zinc. I've been pretty good the last twenty five years. I reckon the first twenty five wasn't good. What do you think about that scar, though, guys? Is it? No, it looks all right, well. mate. Have yeah. you getting all the oils on it? Yeah, I've tried. Hey, I've got a massage as well, so you give the old schnoz the bugle a bit of a. Just get him to get the Sybil Shepherd lens. Sybil <laughs> <laughs> Shepherd. A little bit of Vaseline, <laughs> and you'll be oh, fine. That's right. Yeah, that gauze. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't, don't worry about that. We'll use that, mate. Yeah. From the story, what we saw, it looks like nothing now. So yeah, oh, great. Yeah. Thank well. you. Thanks. Guys, hey, thanks for letting us talk about it. Tonight. Wish everyone no uh, all the best about uh, 50 years out there at nine today. Thank you very much, guys. Skipper Jamie Copperthwaite and his brother David Gould are very lucky after their boat caught uh, on fire off Hall's Head yesterday. Lucky escape, whatever you want to call it. Jamie's on the line. Jamie, uh, have you bought a lotto ticket today, mate? Uh, no, but I, I, I certainly will go and get one, I think. What started the fire, Jamie? Uh, I don't know. Um, we had um, difficulty uh, with the uh, port engine and um, started playing up um, and we turned that engine off. We had two engines on the boat and uh, there was a lot of smoke started to come up from underneath the floorboards. Right. Um, yeah, so we don't really know. What was the plan, Jamie? You were just going out for a leisurely little trip on the boat? Yes, yes, it was actually. Yeah, we were just, <laughs> um, the, the boat's in the marina and we just um, taking it out to recharge the batteries and then go for a bit of a, a, bit of a run before this wet weather come in. Mm. When it's starting to unfold, is it a bit surreal, Jamie? You're saying, this is, is this really happening yeah, to us? Yeah, very surreal. I mean... Um, Bit of an engine trouble, and you think, oh yeah, fair enough. Got two engines, no big drama. Then I sort of saw a bit of smoke, and I sort of, even then, I wasn't, you know, I thought, oh maybe it's just, I don't know, a bit of burnt oil or something. 
Um, and then we realised the smoke was getting thicker and thicker, and yeah, and then it just it wasn't slowing down; it was actually getting worse. And yeah, then panic sort of set in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see the the quote here that you didn't you don't don't know whether you actually jumped off the boat or whether there was an explosion that uh, threw you off. Yeah, well, brother, well, I, 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 I we both heard because uh, I concerned him later. We both heard like this wolf noise. But it was underneath the boat. Well, it felt to me underneath the boat. Yep. And then I, I actually did notice the floorboards that I was standing on, or you know, the engine hatches actually lifted up. And I don't know, to be honest, if I was blown off the boat or, uh, you know, I, I half jumped as well. But definitely my brother, who was in the dinghy by then outside of the boat, mm. you know, hurt and felt the loss of shockwave. Jamie, I'm sorry. I'm sure it was such a shock to you both. But you know, have you had time to stop and ha- let it sink in and think, God, how lucky you were to just? I mean, you could have been killed easily. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, it, but to be honest, it just happened so fast, and you and you, you you just you know you want to get off the boat. But there was a lot of um, it wasn't like it was just a lot of smoke. And even when we went wolf, like we got off the when we were off the boat in the dinghy, there was just a lot of smoke. There was not actually like it wasn't like an explosion with flames and stuff. It was just a lot of thick, thick smoke mm. that you couldn't stay on board because of the thick smoke. Uh, just in summary, mate. I don't mean to uh, bring up the I word, but how about the I word insurance? Uh, yes, yes good. I am insured and hopefully <laughs> they honour it. And, and where is the boat? Is the boat at the bottom of the drink now? I don't know, to be honest. Uh, the last I saw it was still floundering. Um, and then the, um, the water police, which did an excellent job, they took us back to the Mandra Marina. Um, and I, actually, I'll ring them this morning to make, you know, find out if it has actually finally sunk. But it had been, it was burnt down to the waterline. So right. What was the name of the boat, did you? Uh, Johnny Walker. <laughs> well, go and have one and okay. enjoy that, Jamie. I oh, know, we haven't we even been drinking or anything. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Jamie. Okay, thank you very much. We asked you about when you sort of, well, basically got yourself a... Uh, you, you Lucky were, escape. You've been in a bit of trouble there. Yeah, and Paul. we've got Paul online. G'day, Paul. Hey, morning. How are you guys? Good. Good, mate. Lucky escape? Yes, big, really lucky escape because uh, 2004... Uh, it was Christmas Eve, and uh, just a couple of days before that, my we, my, my ex-wife and I were planning to uh, take a holiday to go to Phuket. But it, at the last minute, we changed our minds and said, hey, why don't we give my sister and my brother-in-law in the UK a, a visit and surprise them on, on Christmas Eve? And we did just that. We really surprised them when we got uh, we, we got there mm. and uh, spent Christmas there with them. And on Boxing Day itself, uh, we were watching the telly, and the next thing we knew... Sheesh. Yeah. You know what happened? You know what happened on the 26th of mm-hmm. December 2010 in Phuket. Yep. Massive tsunami. <laughs> yes, and we and we ducked that we really ducked that bullet. My god. Yeah, that would have been scary. Is that something yeah. you would never you just don't forget about? Definitely not, mate. Yeah. And that's a big holiday change too from a trip to Phuket to going let's go to the UK. I mean, expense-wise and everything, just organizing that is a massive well, change. The grass looks greener and the sky looks bluer when you uh, when you dodge one of those kind of bullets in life. Yeah, yeah. well, the yeah. thing the thing is we decided at the last minute to to go to the UK. We had yeah. originally planned to go either to Penang or Phuket or or some some other place because I we used to come from or rather I used to come from Singapore. So um, we were planning a trip somewhere around uh, around Southeast Asia, but then decided at the last minute pay my sister a visit in the UK. Hey, hey, Good you, Paul. <laughs> a good luck story there. Uh, when have you dodged that bullet and uh, done that, Sean from Rolling Stone? A lucky escape for you, mate. Yeah, how you going, mate? Yeah, I was in those um, fires in Rolling Stone in 2011. So I carried my brother out of the this burning house and stuff. Oh God, lucky you were there. Yeah, well, that's it. I'm usually out on a Sunday and uh, just happened to be there. Had stuff to do at home. So fate stood in and uh, stepped in and 
and I was there, and it wasn't until about probably three weeks after we got home and on in my house, lucky that didn't go up in smoke, but just everything is black around us, and I thought, my God, mm. that was the luckiest case. Because my brother said he could see the flames underneath the veranda as we were running along the veranda to get him out of his house. My God. God, you had two lucky breaks there. Oh, yeah, but uh, but uh, everything, everybody's still alive. Nobody died, so, yeah, it was a, a dodged bullet. Well, a bit of advice for you, mate, is that it's the $22 million lotto, lotto this weekend, <laughs> so buy a ticket. Well, mate, I bought a lotto ticket throughout every one, and I still haven't even won $13. Yeah, you used all your luck, Sean. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Clazy Shane and Kimber go so well together, just like ABC Blinds and a clearance sale. Call 13 13 15 to save big during ABC Blinds' million-dollar stock clearance.